Welcome to the subtweet with Shane and Manu. Hi. Hi. How are you? It's been a while. It's been a while. We've been on hiatus. Interesting stuff. We have a life. That's what's going yes. on here. Yes. Well, and you know, political stuff, Trump stuff. We didn't want to talk about it, but it was sort of all over the news last time we were doing this regularly. And yes. Uh, but we're back. And we're and back specifically to talk about the Me Too movement and uh, women and harassment and feminism. Um, and I thought it was particularly important that we talk about this because recently a group of French women came out and published something that basically said that Me Too is overblown and that uh, Feminists just don't like flirting or something like that. And I really wanted you to French explain us. <laughs> and I'm always up for French explaining, especially that. Um, yeah, it's a very strange uh, and and ill-timed uh, intervention, I think. Um, um, so, so can you explain a little bit about the position of these women and sort of the context in which they published this article um, so, and their celebrity endorsement and stuff like that. So the, the context is, well, the Me Too movement spawned its own uh, French version uh, whereby, you know, women online and in media in general started to talk about um, their experiences in everyday life or at work. Um, and so the, the, it was around the hashtag that was, uh, it says balance ton peur, which means, you know, expose your pig. So, um, it, it was a way to discuss, you know, instances of misbehavior. Um, that's a euphemism, uh, on the part of men. So, and it, and it, it got fairly wide and, um, it started a very big discussion in France as well. Um, and so on the heels of that, we just like three days ago, there's this petition in Le Monde. So it's a, it's a, you know, a fairly short text, but dense that, um, was co-signed by, um, a lot of, um, prominent women in media and, um, in research and, you know, scholars and famous writers, um, and, and that, that text, um, you know, basically Catherine Deneuve, who's, by the way, is not very well known for, um, voicing political opinions one way or the other, Catherine Deneuve put her name on it and suddenly it blew up all over the world. Um, and so I, it's a very strange text because it's, well, we're talking about Puritanism in the second paragraph, and by the fourth paragraph, we're onto um, religious extremism and reactionary, the worst reactionaries, and all that, uh, and and explaining that denouncing the bad behaviors um, on the part of men is is like totalitarian. Um, what? Why? <laughs> I don't know that I totally I, understand that. Well, the the slide it the. The idea is that um, these men who misbehave and who are being, being publicly denounced uh, do not get the benefit of due process. 
It's 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 an inherently okay. strange argument. Like they 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 are thrown to the wolves to the public with accusations that you know may or may not be true, and um, are basically their reputations are ruined. So there's that, and then it all starts with the fact that uh, these women who co-signed that text um, think that there is a right to. Uh, um, well, that that flirting is going mm-hmm. to die, and 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 French gallantry is going to wither away somehow if men are afraid to misbehave, something like that. It's, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm reading. I, and, I, don't, and, I don't know. I feel like as a woman, I'm like perfectly capable of flirting without sexually harassing someone. And I don't understand. Like that's sort of my problem with that <laughs> argument because I've heard I, it before. Is like. I plenty of women are capable of flirting with men without sexually harassing them, and I don't understand why men seem or people seem to think men couldn't be capable of flirting without sexually harassing people. Because I, I well, I mean, I mean, especially uh, by the way, regarding flirting, you know, the text ends up or the last paragraph is all about it's not such a big deal that guys would rub on you in the subway and grow up, basically. Um, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. It's, it's, yeah, (laughs) I, 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 I will just say that, 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 uh, you know, this has gotten a lot of play in France and a lot of people have, including the minister of, um, women's rights, because we have that in France, Mm -hmm. uh, have, um, attacked this as not only irresponsible, but completely out of step with what's at stake. Okay, um, so this is not the general French consensus. I, I, I sure hope not. I believe it's not. Um, although, you know, uh, talking to my buddies in France, uh, my French buddies, and they're like, some of them, you know, whispering men, you know, whispering mm-hmm. that it's horrible because, you know, all these guys have done nothing and now they're getting accused. And, um, yeah, and and they're like, this is so American and Puritan. And I'm, maybe I've been here too long, you know, or maybe I'm just trying. Well, I certainly have been here too long, so. <laughs> but, you know, or maybe I'm trying to be n- not a pig, uh, but somehow... I don't know. I mean, that argument, I don't know. I I don't buy it. But there, there, and you know. Well, this I, is... I don't, there are plenty of people who are involved in the Me Too movement, who are feminist, who are American women who don't believe that men should be able to harass them, who also like flirting, like sex, like it's not either or. Well, it's also funny because this is a, a direct attack on feminism in general. Um and they're, they're, they seem to be bemoaning the fact that, um, you know, feminism has gone too far, even though it's the same feminism that allowed them in the first place to have birth control and, you know, uh, abortion and uh, the vote. So, so somehow, you know, like, it's about policing feminism in a way mm-hmm. like this has gone too far it's it's a little bit like it's the katie royfe uh, uh view of things i guess um well, it has one gone of the too things, far 
that I noticed that I thought was interesting when I read the Le Monde article was the use of the term militant feminism. Basically, interesting. Uh, they, they were saying that sort of women in the Me Too movement were basically militant feminists. And I was wondering if it kind of had the same, I asked you if it had the same context in French as it does in English. Because uh, my French sucks. But, uh, like, oh. I, I have noticed that the Me Too movement in the United States has, like, gone very mainstream. And you don't see qualifiers like that. Like, maybe women get called feminist for sort of calling out sexual harassment, but there is not that, like, that qualifier that this is somehow extreme. We I... kind of accepted that this is... Sort of do, wait, wait, wait. Do, do you mean you? that the militant adjective means extreme? Uh, I, yes. <laughs> I would say the context in English. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, in France, it, it evinces these images of, you know, 1970s, um, yes, feminists demonstrating in the streets and, and burning their bras. And um, they, these are rich, accomplished French, uh, rich, accomplished, straight women who are talking here. Um, I think there's a, there's there's part of that. What, what's speaking through this article and intervention, I think, is is a sort of privilege. I would mm -hmm. say. Well, and mm. I also think there's an age component too. Mm. Yes, I right. Yes. Like yes. I've noticed certainly in the U.S., like a lot of women who talk about this who are you know active are younger um and sort of some of the women that took heat like especially in hollywood who took heat for sort of uh covering for her not cover but just sort of like not speaking out mm -hmm. against harvey weinstein after the stories came out um were older were of his generation maybe were of a sort of generation that I think was it basically was so hard to break through mm. in the 70s, 80s that there is this sort of idea among that generation of women that it's mm. just sort of like trial by fire and you have to go through that fire to... And, and those who survive are the best. I mean, there, there's a sense it's the same. There's it's a, a survivor of, bias yeah. kind of yes. uh, idea. Whereas younger women are like, N no, we deserve equality. We, I mean, there's we this thing about like we to went be treated like that. We went through that stuff, and it was very bad, and we survived. And why should the younger women not go through it? It's almost like that's almost the the tone here. Um, I yeah, it's it's there is this sense at least. In I mean, it's interesting also, okay, because. The feminist movement in France like has elders and people of that generation who are also very vocal, um, but obviously they're not Catherine Deneuve, you know. So, so uh, uh, having Catherine Deneuve on there immediately blows it up uh, way out of proportion. If Catherine Deneuve had not signed that, it would have been you know um, kind of a, a weird manifesto by. Catherine Millet, who's, who's this sort of uh, somewhat famous, supposedly feminist writer, but obviously uh, it's more problematic than that. 
Um, right. Uh, and it, it seems that that's her route, the thing. Um, you know, I mean, that like in that text, there's this paragraph about um, how you, we as women want to be free to be treated as sex objects whenever we want. It's almost like we can pick and choose who we're going to have sex with. Uh, and almost like those men who are forcing themselves upon us, like they're just signaling and will decide. It's a position of privilege uh, that probably uh, does not jibe with the experience of younger women. Uh, it's, I'm, and you know, and all this is wrapped up in those crazy Puritan Americans, which is the easiest trope you can go to if uh, you want to say something else, uh, you know, oh yeah, those Americans, they're hysteria, you know, they're his hysteria, and 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 American women, uh, you know, want to pose as eternal victims. Um, it's it's not one of the brightest moments um, in French culture, I would say. But again, it's not necessarily representative of the consensus in France. Um, and I think, as far as I understand, things are fairly similar in France as in the U.S. Um, there was this anecdote recently. We were talking about that um, on the chat box where um, there's this uh, guy journalist who's the host of some political show on the public channel of the French National Assembly. Uh, it turns out the guy, you know, raped one of his colleagues. Um, he was taken up the air for two months, and then he's back. <laughs> and, you know, and it's his female boss who put him back awesome. on the air. Yeah, you know, awesome. like, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, way to go. Uh, There's still... And, and again, this is always, oh, but you know, we, the French, like, come on, don't be such a prude. You know, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that finally in France, as in the US, this has happened. And it's finally out in the open that, you know... I mean, it doesn't even occur to people that when... Women are like playing the prude is just a way to actually defend against bad boys. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like it's not even. I don't know. I yeah, it's it's a mystery to me. Uh, uh, and the, and the other thing is, so I've been talking a lot to my female friends, uh, not just you, you know, uh, in the U.S. and and. Everybody has a story of inappropriate behavior bordering on abuse, if not abuse. Everybody right. I know. Everybody right. I know. Every woman I know has yeah. at least one. Yeah. And it's like, and, and, you know, I was talking about this with Dana, my, my partner, and she's like, oh, yeah, of course. It's the way it is. And she's like, nah, I'm not taking any shit, but it's the way it is. Uh, yeah. or, or Dana was joking, like, she's like, nah, I'm too old, but <laughs> it's... Well, I do think that it happens to most often in sort of, like, the first five years of your career. If it's going to happen at work, it's... I mean, mm. there are other slights that happen at other points in your career, but, like, the really sort of aggressive, harassing, sexualized behavior often happens at 
when you're very young, which is like possibly because we sort of fetishize uh, the young young women, but I think also has to do with power dynamics and the fact that someone who's just started a job who is the lowest mm. person on the totem pole like is just not going to retaliate in the way um, someone who has more power in an organization would, or mm. also just like doesn't doesn't know how doesn't have any power mm-hmm. to do anything social capital. About it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Have, yeah, and like I think that you sort. I've sort of seen some stories about like men not really harassing women they see as their peers or respect them, and so it, mm. it happens to you when you are very young and new, and no one you've not yeah. had a chance to earn respect. I, I, you know, I, I. And I'm not saying that that's, like, at at all, like, totally comprehensive, but it's just sort of a thread that I've seen pop up a lot in discussions of when this happens. I wonder, you know, if we were a matriarchal society, um, uh, meaning the, the, at least, uh, uh, the, 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 the gender, or the gendered, power structure were reversed. I wonder if this is a product of power or if this is a product of gender. And I tend to believe it's a product of the way power is structured and has been structured historically for thousands of years. Um, You know, maybe women, if this were a matriarchal society, maybe women would be harassing men. uh, Right. I think that's absolutely right. Uh, There was that story about the woman who ran thinks Mickey Agarwal and sort of the way that she sexually harassed her employees and yeah. it was like strikingly similar to a lot of stories I've heard about men harassing women in the workplace because uh, there's something that it's not like the whole I mean it seems to me at least that the harassment part especially in the workplace is I mean, it is sexual because that that's through sex uh, that the thing happens and, and takes on the life of its own. But, I mean, is there anything like... I don't... Personally, I do not understand how anybody would get turned on by that. You know, like the, the, the famous Harvey Weinstein, like, sitting down and masturbating in front of people. And th- this is... Um, it's not just Harvey Weinstein, like it's it's Louis C.K. and people like like they just plop down on the couch and start whipping out their schlong and masturbating. I, mean, I almost what's, feel what's sexy I, about that? Like that's I, not. it's not, uh, <laughs> but I almost feel like it's more about what is taboo hmm. and you know using leveraging your power by it's an assertion of power. This taboo act uh, and it's unrelated to sort Mm. of you're the one who can break the rules because you're the boss yeah so you make the rules you break the rules you you can play with the taboos because you're on top i mean i sort of see it as very similar as to like asking a woman if she's gonna have a baby or like asking you know making Mm. her uncomfortable by asking her about maternity leave or that that sort of thing. Oh, 
Yeah, that's... Uh, which is not sexual, but is about sort of... Uh, the inner workings of one's body and one's desire. And it's all about controlling the body. I mean, it's... At the end of this, it's about controlling the body of women. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. very political. And... and um, and and I think you know like that that French thing, uh, petition, text, intervention, whatever you want to call it, is 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 a sign of you know some women who actually are taking the side of the power structure, uh, are are taking the side of yeah the the male power structure. It's 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 a sort of collaboration with uh, male domination. It's it's right. well because once you've crawled your like clawed your way to some seat at that table, hmm. then maybe you don't want to give it up, and you therefore have to side with the the power over the well, power. And, and maybe there's the you know I suffered. I don't see why you should not to the younger women. You know, yeah, it's. it's um, there's there in in reverse or almost you know underneath you get the sense that there is um bitterness at the political assertiveness of the younger women uh and and or the wielding of power and uh there there's a sense that this is the kind of uh um exercise of power that these older women who write this never had a chance to, uh, you know, uh, engage in. Because uh, there were more pressing things to do before that, uh, I guess. You know, like, like the, the, we've come a long way, thanks to feminists. Um, we're not there yet. And so at each generation, I guess, um, there's this moment of split. Um, maybe. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, you see that in the U.S. as well. I mean, uh, well, this is this is a great time to transition to our <laughs> second topic. I think. Yes. Oh yes, our our our. Um... Which is essentially a a female writer threatening or trying to expose the creator of the shitty media men list, which had a number of anonymous posts about men in media and publishing who had done anything from said creepy text messages to violent assaults hmm. on women in their industry. And, um, yes. Uh, and the, and the, the creator of the shitty men list, uh, came out and uh -huh. she wrote this amazing, and, and you know, as a result of the fact checker emailing her on behalf of Katie Royfe, she came out and she wrote this amazing piece uh, in the cut. And um, yeah, I, I was very curious to hear your reaction about this, uh, Shane. Uh, I was very moved by the by the the the, the clear headedness, and and also she can write. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. so. No, I, I love, I thought the essay was beautifully done. Um, and I, I thought that, I, I mean, my first reaction kind of was 
she writes a lot about sort of the reaction that happened to the list that she made. And uh, my first thought was maybe, how could you not foresee this happening? Uh, but then she addresses that in the piece, and she was sort of like, I don't know. And I think it often happens when you are... I, I When that list came out, I felt like there was just this sort of catharsis going mm. through the industry and the among the women that I know and some of the men I know as well mm. um, and it was really just a moment of like having a lot of pain sort of coming back that had been suppressed sort of coming back up all at the same time and people were kind of trying to figure out what to do with this energy that everyone seemed to have and I think when you have that sort of energy sometimes you you just feel like you have to do something with it and you don't necessarily think five steps ahead. Mm. Um, and, and also she, she never expected it to be appropriated by other people. I mean, it's the way it was uh, at some point there were 700 people on the, on the, on the spreadsheet or something like that. I remember reading about it. Um, yeah. It's, well, and I think she brought up a, she brought it up in the essay a little bit, and I saw some other people talking about it on Twitter. So the difference between what this is, sort of mm. calling someone out publicly but anonymously, yeah. um, with sort of a little bit of context and some details and a caveat not to take anything too yeah. seriously, versus like what the kinds of things that you actually like trying someone in a court of law and actually yes. where you actually need due process and like this was not a prosecutorial process, document this was right not a, yeah is I mean. due process required and i i would say no um so that that tells back or or you know that 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 throws us back to what those french women were saying that you know these are baseless accusations and but in fact like the 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 list was about the Whisper Network. It's warning other women not to get too close to these guys. Correct? Right, and that's that's something that I thought about a lot when the the list came out because I, I mean, I'm training to be a defense attorney. I believe very strongly in due process. Mm. I would, you know, never want to uh, sort of try someone without that kind of due process and i believe that in a court of law when your liberty is uh, at stake like you mm. deserve all of the process um but then there's sort of a sliding scale of what the consequences are mm. for being for yes. an accusation to come out against you versus the value of that knowledge to other women, other women who may get hurt, other women who may be assaulted. Um, and, and I think it's a question I don't, like where exactly that line is, is a question I don't know that I have a good answer for. Mm. I think the list was like not the best possible way of addressing harassment mm. and assault in the industry. But I also think it was a hell of a lot better than anything else than, that was out there at the time. You mean HR? 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, then that's too and like the, the Whisper Network or hmm. whatever. I mean, um, what struck me about this when we were talking uh, with Dana again about it, and she, she, she says, you know, of course there is the same thing going on in academia, and all the all all the bad people are known and you're you know not to as much as you can try to avoid working with them or for them um it's right. it's it's kind of a fact of life and there's this whisper network um but you know is it enough probably not um uh, you you regularly have these stories coming out of you know, usually it's famous white older scientists who um, run roughshod of, I mean, you know, or force themselves on their grad students and stuff like that right. and then destroy and it, their careers. When I feel like we have to shout out to Katie J.M. Baker at BuzzFeed who yes. has written extensively on this and yes. sort of uncovered some of... And that was before me those. too, by the way. Uh, that, yeah. that, that was uh, yes, and and so it seems that again, it's it's about these power imbalances and and how the victims or or the people at risk try to organize informally to counterbalance and protect themselves. Um, it's it's not ideal, um, and a lot of people who were on the list lost their job and jobs and disappeared. I mean, a lot. A few. Um, so, is that? And, and I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Is I, that I, fair that they didn't get like a wider hearing? Or, I mean, I'm 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 asking I, I about the process of like okay, so you've been an asshole for you know several years and sending creepy texts and stuff like that, and then you lose your job and you lose your voice and you'll never write again. Is that? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know that anyone that got fired because of it was, you know, the creepy text kind of uh, situation. I think they were all a little bit more serious than that. But okay. I'm not I'm not 100% sure, so I'm not going to stick by that statement if someone challenges it. Uh, but I also think that in the grand scheme of things, like how many women have... Lot, maybe not been fired because they were harassed, mm. but certainly pushed out of their jobs and mm. kept down the sort of career ladder because they were unable or unwilling to work with the men who harassed them. Mm. Um, I mean, I think the stat is women who have been harassed leave their jobs within, are, are more likely than other women to re leave their jobs within a certain amount of time. Six yeah, that's months, two years, something, something, something like the fact is when you experience harassment at work, you're likely to leave that job. And that is yeah. a problem for women's careers, for gender equality in the workplace. Uh, for the tone for, of public discourse in general. I mean, the, the, the most senior editors at most uh, publications are men. I mean, with few exceptions that I know of. I mean, uh, former Gawker or, or Gizmodo Group or whatever they call it now, being one. Um, but yeah, I mean, mo most of the time, 
women do not stay as long and they're like why should i take this i guess and 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 it's it, it's actually to the detriment of public discourse and and the quality of news um i think i i, I we would benefit but then again people are going to say oh yeah man you you're so, you know whatever but i think we would benefit tremendously from many more women in position of power and in positions to shape and influence public discourse uh, yeah. I, I don't i don't think things would have gone the way they've gone had you know mark alperin and people like that uh, not been around right and i think it's possibly even more it's it's very visible to me in the case of hollywood because hmm. I so often sort of look at the movies that are out there and I think, oh, I want to go to the movies. And I look at what's playing and I'm like, none none of these movies is meant to appeal to me. None of no. these movies are like created by someone who I sort of share characteristics with and would like share my life experiences. And, and you know, me as a sort of wealthy, privileged white woman more than a lot of mm. other women and people of color, but the fact that female producers and directors and writers are shut out of Hollywood, like is just so visible in the movies that come out of the industry. Yeah. It's the most visible part and it's as pernicious as women in news. Uh, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. There, there, I mean, I'm happy to see that some inroads are being made right now in Hollywood. And of course, it's spurred by, um, you know, people like Ava DuVernay, who is not taking any shit from anybody. But then again, you know, she's been a militant all her life. So um, it... it there's a lot of cost associated with being militant all your life and it's yeah. exhausting and and yeah. and usually it's women who make it happen um i yeah i i i'm uh, uh no i agree i i have nothing else to say i i just revere and 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 women like that and they're going to save the world and and you know, there's very few things I can say besides most of the good people are know I know are women, most of the bad people I know are men, and um, that's that's how it is. You know, here or in France, it's and it's unfortunate. <laughs> that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, of course, of course, not all men, but yeah, a lot of men. Yeah, my 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 small sample, you know, um, yeah. I, I I see though, and I where I'm hopeful is when I see the kids, my kid, his friends. So okay, so they don't hang out with girls yet, uh, you know, and they play among boys and amongst boys, but they're being brought up to have much more respect and uh, consideration, and I I really think that the next generation is going to be even better than the current, you know, one. And and that's where I'm really hopeful. The kids are going to be better than us. And that's, you know, I, I at least that's my hope. 
and it's been my experience. Um, I hope so. I hope so too. Um, do you think? Uh, are, we, are you? I mean, we should finish on that. But are you going to read the Katie Royce article in in Harper's? Oh um, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to let other people read it, and okay. I'm going to read what other people think of it. And then uh, if it seems worth reading, I'll probably read it. I, I can't wait for... I wish Nicole Cliff will, will reopen the toast just for that one and write a <sighs> I reaction. I hope so. I mean, it's interesting also that uh, here's, you know, one of the, the most celebrated uh, internet website feminist place. And it was basically the effort of, of two wonderful people in... Well, it closes because there's no, yeah, there's no funds for it, or it's exhausting. That's, yeah. A happy note to end on. No, I. The toast shall rise again. Yes. <laughs> I guess our our ending note is we are eternally fans of the toast. That's that's the truth. Um, yes, and and we'll put that in the. Uh, we'll tweet that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shane, um, thank you very much, and yeah, thanks let's everybody. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah, no, we sh we should we should apologize to our listeners that you know we we are not very well organized, but we're trying our best. How's that? You know, we just come out sporadically, and our listeners can deal. I think they can. I hope. Thank you very much, everybody. This was a. Yeah. Uh, the subtweet, and I hope we entertained and informed you. Um, and we'll be back next time. Talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Okay.